What's the greatest present you can give someone? Now, many people will say that love is the greatest present you can give someone. And that's hard to argue with, but what if there is a present that's more instrumental than love? That's what we're going to look at today on Quick Counsel. Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, Pastoral Counselor Brett Legg. Today we're going to look at what I believe is one of the greatest presents you can give someone. And believe it or not, it's not love. Love is such a universal need, it's hard to imagine that there would be a a present greater than love. Even the New Testament scriptures say that love for both God and others is the greatest of all the commandments. But there is another present that you can give that is even more important than the present of love. Because without it, love wouldn't be possible. What is this present? It's the present of presence. Without your presence, you cannot listen to someone, care for someone, encourage someone. In short, without your presence, you can't love someone. Now, what is presence? As you probably guessed, presence is more than just being there physically. A husband can be in the same room with his wife, but if he's absorbed on a game while she's trying to talk to him, he's really not present. A dad can be in the stands at his daughter's soccer game, but if he spends most of his time answering email on his phone, he's really not present. You can sit with a friend who's hurting, but if you keep glancing at your watch because you're bored or you want to be somewhere else, you're really not present. Presence involves focus and engagement. When you're present with someone, you have tunnel vision. It shuts out everything but that person and what they're saying and feeling. To be present for someone means that you're there for them and nothing and no one else. So why is presence so important? If you've ever been with someone who is truly present with you, you know what a big deal it is. When someone gives you their full attention, you feel like they're truly interested in you as a person. They make you feel important and valued. This is a powerful and much-needed feeling in these days when so many things can make you feel unseen or unheard or uncared for. If you want to impact people in a powerful way, give them the gift of your full presence. You may be thinking, hey, no sweat, I can do that, I can be present. But being fully present is harder than it looks, especially if you're a person who's a bit ADHD and always on the go. There are two big things that can get in the way of us being truly present with someone else. The first is distraction. Minute by minute, we are bombarded with things that try to get our attention. Text and email and Facebook notifications, they flash and they ding at us all the time. And telemarketers call, kids call out our name, there's laundry in the hamper, to-do list hanging on the fridge, and things that need to be fixed around the house. Distraction is no longer the occasional thing. Distraction is now the constant stream of life. And all of this distraction makes truly being present with someone seem like wishful thinking, more so than realistic possibility. But for you and I to be really present with others, we have to do battle with and defeat the myriad of distractions vying for our attention. Now, the second thing that gets in our way of our being truly present with someone is impatience. Being present takes time and a much slower pace than we're used to. You can't rush a relationship, especially if one person in the relationship is hurting or in need. So when you encounter someone who needs your presence, take a deep breath 
decide to clear a space in the midst of your distractions and move your presence with that person to the top of your priority list. Now, how can we really be present? Even if you're not good at giving someone the present of your presence, it is something you can get better at. In order to get better at truly being present, try working on the following until they become habits. First, slow down. This may be the hardest of all the habits you need to develop. If you're like most people, you spend your life at full speed trying to get everything done off your to-do list. Slowing down in order to sit and be present with someone can feel like a luxury you don't have the time for. But think about how you felt the last time someone stopped, put down what they were doing, and took the time to really listen to you. Didn't that make you feel valued and cared for? Someone once said, people don't remember what you say or do, but they remember how you make them feel. Another thing you can do to practice the habit of being present is look them in the eye. If you tend to be easily distracted like me, then work on keeping eye contact with that person. I have a friend who used to say, I need you to listen to me with your face. Facing the person, looking in their eyes, will not only communicate to them that they're important to you, it will help you cut out the things that might distract you from being fully present. This is why when my wife and I go out to eat, I need to sit facing away from the door and any TV that might be in the room. This makes it easier for me to focus on just my wife. Another thing you can do to practice presence is listen beyond the words. Studies have shown that only about 30% of what a person is really trying to communicate comes through their words. The rest comes through things like facial expressions, body language, sound of the voice. As you're listening to them, ask yourself, what are they really concerned about? How important is this to them? What are they not saying? Etc. This is a part of something called active listening. And it's a lot of work, but it will help you truly be present with someone. Another thing, empathize. Empathy is a lot like listening beyond the words. When you empathize with someone, you're trying to put yourself in their shoes. You're asking yourself things like, what are they feeling? Why would they be feeling like that? What would I be feeling if I were them? Empathy helps you move beyond just the facts of what's being said and instead to get down to the heart of what's being said. You can also ask questions. Asking questions is a great way to show that you're really interested in listening. You can ask questions when you're unsure of something that was said and you need clarification, or when you feel that something was left out and maybe you need a little more information to understand, or when you want to prompt them to finish a thought or continue on with what they're saying. Be careful not to inundate them with a lot of questions, but questions are a good way to keep you and them engaged. Next, you can give support and encouragement, not answers. So many times we listen to people as if they want us to solve their problems for them. So as soon as we think we have enough information and they stop speaking, we launch into fix-it mode, giving our unsolicited answers and advice. But remember, the goal of presence is not to fix, but to be present. So instead of giving answers, give them support and encouragement. Use your presence to help them feel confident and capable to be able to handle things themselves rather than assuming they need your help. And finally, listen till they're done talking and then wait some more. Like slowing down, this is one of the harder habits to develop because it calls on you to slow down even more. 
Few people like uncomfortable silence. So when someone stops talking, we often jump in and say whatever we need to to fill the dead air. But when you do this, you run the risk of sidetracking the person from what they needed to say or where they needed to go. Or you run the risk of speaking to a lesser issue when there's something deeper the person needs to get to. In the Old Testament, you find the story of Job, and when Job suffers these unimaginable losses and pain, his friends come to be with him, and the first thing they do is sit with him in silence for three days. What a wonderful demonstration of giving the present a presence. Oh, and by the way, as a side note, when his friends finally opened up their mouths and started talking, that's when it really went south. So, don't be afraid to sit in uncomfortable silence. Sometimes it's the most supportive and present thing you can do. These are some of the ways you can give the present of presence to someone else. And now a final word. When you get to the end of your life, you will forget a lot of things, but you will never forget those people who gave you the present of their presence. And you will wish that you had been a lot more present in the lives of the people you care about. So start now and give the people you love the best present you can give them, the present of your presence. It's something that they will cherish long after you're gone. Hey, I hope today's episode has shown you how important it is to be truly present with people. And I hope it gives you the tools to pass along the present of presence in others' lives. As always, I want to encourage you to check out more from me at brettleg.com. That's one T and two G's. And to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now, until the next episode, here's hoping you practice being present with others this week. We'll see you on the next episode of Quick Counsel. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.